Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, HSG, and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder. Um, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm actually going to be talking to you guys today just by myself, um, but I wanted to talk to you about something that is really important because I recently had something happen to me, um, and it's the second time it's happened to me, um, and I wanted to make people aware of the issue, the fact that it is something that is still ongoing, um, even though we feel that we are protected, um, we need to make sure that we know our rights and what, um, you know, what our responsibility is. So, of course, what I am talking about is genetic discrimination. Um, I hope that most people do not experience genetic discrimination in their lifetime, um, but I have had it happen to me uh, twice now uh, in the workplace, and it is not a good feeling. Um, And so because of what I've been through with it, I wanted to share some insights, some resources that I found as well, Um, and just kind of delve into the GINA Act um, and talk to you guys about that. So I want to tell you a little bit of... um, the story. Um, in case you don't know what the GINA Act is, um, I am going to actually record this on Zoom so you guys can view this later, and I'm going to share my screen and show the resources that I have. So let's do that right now so you guys can take a look. And Gina. So I found this great website called geneticalliance.org, and they've got a lot of information about genetic discrimination. Um, And I wanted to make sure that you guys knew about this. It it goes into what Gina is, what genetic discrimination is, um, and what does discrimination look like. So what's really cool is when I was going through this website, um, if you look under discrimination by employers, it actually has an example of um, Huntington's disease. It says Kim was a social worker with a human services agency until she was fired because of her employer's fears about her family history of Huntington's disease. During a staff workshop on caring for people with chronic illnesses, Kim mentioned that she had been the primary caretaker for her mother who died of HD. Because of her family's history, Kim had a 50% chance of developing the disease herself. One week later, despite outstanding performance reviews, Kim was fired from her job. 
So it's very interesting to me that the first um, example here for discrimination by employers involves Huntington's disease. Um, and I have gone through something very similar recently, um, and, it, you know, it really bothered me um, where somebody outright asked me what my genetic status is if I had tested positive for HD. Um, <clears throat> and it was not in a friendly conversation. It was a work conversation and um, not something I was expecting whatsoever. It, our conversation was not leading towards it whatsoever. So it, it bothered me. Um, and it reminded me that we still need to be aware of people trying to commit genetic discrimination, even though there is uh, the genetic discrimination, um, Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, um, we still need to make sure that um, we know what the limits of that are and, um, and how to utilize that whenever somebody has discriminated against us. So this information is really good on geneticalliance.org. Um, and I did share the website on the show page, but, um, you know, you can look and see what Gina does not cover. Um, it does not cover an individual's manifested disease or condition. Um, and it doesn't cover um, protections from genetic discrimination in life insurance, disability insurance, and long-term care insurance. But it does protect in employment. Um, so just make sure that at some point you read through this. It does also impact health insurance companies. Now, one of the things that I have learned since, um, well, since before this second incident um, was that even though we tend to think that it's good to keep our mouths shut about our um, genetic status or not the, not the genetic status, but about Huntington's disease in a workplace, um, it's actually a benefit to, um, to be willing to talk about it, um, you know, because it makes it a lot harder to discriminate against. Um, so there's pros and cons to um, sharing that information. I think you have to be very careful who you tell. You want to make sure that it is somebody you trust, um, but don't feel that you cannot speak up at all about um, a family disease, uh, you know, because of worrying about discrimination. Um, again, that's where we know our rights. And I wanted to share a quote with you guys because um, I just, it really hit me when I was looking up all this information. Um, so let me share that with you really quick. It, we recognized in 1996 that with progress in the field of genetics accelerating at a breathtaking pace, we need to ensure that it advances in treatment and prevention of disease do not constitute a new basis for discrimination. Um, 1996, the GINA Act was not 
actually approved until much later than that. Um, so it's interesting that in 1996, it was it was an issue that was being realized. Um, so I really wanted people to understand that um, and and see that quote because I think it's so important. Um, so really good website that's actually part of Genetic Alliance is called genahelp.org. If you ever find that you're having problems with um, genetic discrimination, you can actually go here and get the resources that you need and also um, contact somebody. So um, genahelp.org is a really good resource. And then I wanted to share this article with you because I was reading it and it really just um, hit home about what I was experiencing and what I was trying to say whenever I was um, wanting to do this show. And it's genetic discrimination in the workplace and what you need to know. So why Gina was needed. Can you imagine how violated you would feel if your employer genetically tested you without your knowledge or consent? And what if the company then acted upon that information to deny you a job opportunity or to terminate your employment? Talk about Big Brother. Situations like these have indeed occurred. They were egregious enough to have prompted a federal law dubbed GINA that protects American workers against such intrusion. And it was established in 2008. Um, I wanted to do this right here, understanding Gina's background. Although Gina has been widely criticized as a solution in search of a problem, perhaps the law was simply an idea ahead of its time, particularly given the big business at-home genetic testing kits such as 23andMe. Genetic tests are available for thousands of diseases and conditions ranging from Duchenne muscular dystrophy to hereditary breast and ovarian cancers. While some genetic tests are used to definitively diagnose a condition, other tests assess the severity of a disease or determine a person's increased risk for a disorder. So why would employers discriminate based on genetic information? To be clear, there was no evidence of rampant genetic discrimination in employment leading up to Gina's passage in 2008. However, the few cases that became public were alarming examples of employers' intrusion upon workers' basic privacy rights. So why would employers discriminate against applicants or employees based on their genetic information? Often the answer involves stereotypes and misperceptions. Imagined or not, employers may fear that the employee and his or her dependent will create excessive medical expenses and requests for leave. And this was actually said to me. Um, so I can confirm that is a fear. The company may also believe that the individual's genetic condition could create workplace injuries, excessive absences, lateness, and poor performance. Yes, it's ultimately about money. Whatever that particular motivation, genetic discrimination in employment now violates federal law, but it wasn't always that way. The following four situations set the stage for the development of GINA protection. From 1972 until the early 1980s, DuPont screened all African-American job applicants for both the sickle cell trait and the disease itself. 
Sickle cell anemia is an inherited blood disorder that primarily affects people of African and Mediterranean descent. It is a serious condition that can cause infection, organ failure, and early death. The company defended its actions in congressional hearings at that time. It said the testing program was voluntary and its results were used simply for employees' personal use and for their education and edification. However, there was no formal company education program for the disease and results were divulged to at least two federal agencies without employees' consent. Also, the company medical direct on a need-to-know basis. Norman Bloodshaw and Lawrence Berkeley Laboratory in 1998. This case is the first class action lawsuit to raise concerns about genetic privacy in the workplace. Job applicants at a research facility that did business with the U.S. Department of Energy had to provide blood and urine samples for standard pre-employment tests. However, genetic tests were covertly performed. Female job applicants were pregnancy tested, and African-American employees were tested for their sickle cell trait. Applicants also received testing for syphilis, and both Latino and African-American employees were singled out for repeated syphilis testing during their careers. In 2002, Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railway, one of the largest nation's railroads, reached a settlement for $2.2 million after it tested employees for genetic marker associated with carpal tunnel syndrome without their consent. The company claimed that the testing was necessary for determining whether the employees' worker compensation injuries were work-related. Um, in 2004, uh, American Management Association surveyed. A 2004 study by the American Management Association revealed that one in six of the companies surveyed collected family medical history data from employees. This is the same type of information that your personal doctor might ask you. Some companies also genetically test for risks such as breast and colon cancer and for diseases such as Huntington's, as well as susceptibility to workplace hazards. Up to half of the companies who collect such data acknowledged using the information to inform their decision-making regarding hiring, job assignments, and termination. With GINA, employers are specifically prohibited from discriminating against job applicants, employees, or former employees because of their genetic information. Under the law, which became effective in 2009, employers cannot legally request, require, or purchase genetic information about applicants, their employees, or their family members. GINA prohibits discrimination on the basis of genetic information in both employment and health insurance settings. It also imposes strong limits on genetic information disclosure. The majority of states also have laws protecting genetic privacy, although their content varies. The passage of GINA in 2008 provided federal teeth as well as consistency. Um, GINA makes it unlawful to use an applicant or an employee's genetic information to make employment decisions including hiring, promotion, discharge, pay, benefits, job training, classification, referral, and other aspects. Covered employers are also disallowed from requesting, requiring, or purchasing genetic information about an applicant, employee, or his or her family member 
also prohibited is harassment on the basis of genetic information and retaliation. So right here, it says, how does Gina define genetic information um, and employers or job applicants' genetic tests? Um, genetic tests of the family members, disease or disorder symptoms of an employee or their family member, the employee's family member's participation in clinical research that includes genetic services, <laughs> genetic information about the fetus or embryo of a pregnant employee or her family member or one who is seeking the service of reproductive technology. What's not included in GINA is life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care insurance, housing, education, mortgage lending, and military and VA services. Um, so this goes into family members. If you look, um, exceptions to GINA, um, So I want to point this one out right here. The so-called water cooler exception is a big one, and it's one you can control if the company has incidental knowledge of an employee's genetic information, for example, for example, because a manager accidentally overhears an employee discussing his family members on this. That is not a violation of GINA. What is a violation would be if that um, manager were to outright ask you about your genetic status and then retaliate or um, use that information to um, harass and bully you. So I just want to make that clear. Just because you somebody overhears you, no, that's not a, a GINA violation. But what would be is if somebody actively asks you your genetic status and then uses that against you. Um, again, something that has happened. Um, to me. So again, I'm trying to make people aware that in 2022 now, it is still something that we have to look for. Um, and also be aware that for FMLA leave purposes, um, that can be um, given to a company um, legitimately for the purpose of FMLA. Um, So I also just want to point this one out, too. Um, all of these are exceptions. So if somebody were to um, get the information through commercial and publicly avail available documents, um, it's important that the employer does not intentionally seek genetic information out. I just want to point that part out as well. So just make sure that um, that you guys are aware of what your rights are. Um, and then this is the other part of this. An employee who claims genetic discrimination might also claim one or more of the following, depending on the facts of their case. Disability discrimination, race or sex discrimination, because by the very nature, genetically related conditions are often linked with race and gender. Um, Cystic fibrosis uh, is one of those, um, and sarcoidosis 
I will share this on the show page as well, but I just really wanted to share with you guys the importance of knowing what your rights are when it comes to genetic discrimination and making sure that you um, have an outlet um, in case you experience it. I want to thank um, the people in the HD community who um, stood by me when I went through this and um, continue to stand by me and, and listen. Um, so for those, um, they know who they are uh, and they know they know my situation, but um, I am very grateful that I have the HD community and I have um, people that I could talk to when I was at my worst moment um, to know kind of um, next steps. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody to talk to them about it. Don't be afraid to reach out to an attorney and know what your rights are. Um, I will tell you that when it comes to proving genetic discrimination, the burden of proof does fall on the person. So you have to have documentation that um, an actual proof on your end um, in order to claim that it was a, a violation. So um, make sure that that you are um, aware of that. If you think that you are being discriminated against, discriminated against, talk to your HR department. Um, that's very important, and don't be afraid to reach out to um, your um, your different groups, such as EEOC, um, Genetic Alliance. Um, you know things outside of HR for your business. Um, and an attorney, talk to a, a good attorney about those things if you feel you're being discriminated against. Anyway, I wanted to thank you for um, listening to that and, um, you know, taking the time to learn more about Gina. Um, I know HDSA has a huge push when it comes to Gina as well, uh, and certainly a very important one. There's always improvement. But also look at resources outside of the HD community that are available such as Genetic Alliance, um, which is, you know, they have great information and great resource. Um, and and read, read your rights. You know, know your rights. That's just the biggest thing if I could tell anybody, know your rights and know what policies in your, in your workplace say, what their policies are for discrimination, how your HR handles things. Know those things when you go into a position. So you don't have to feel afraid of talking about something that is a huge part of your life, especially if you are a person who is a caregiver and at risk for HD um, or positive for HD. You shouldn't have to feel afraid to share something with a coworker that you're close with um, or anything like that. So we are in a day and age where this should not be happening. Um, you know, and where you should be able to talk about um, genetic predispositions and things like that without fear of retaliation or uh, being treated differently. Um, so, no, again, know your rights. Um, so, thanks for listening today. Um, we do have some great shows for the month of January. Um, I'm going to have Seth and BJ on for our monthly Accelerate HD show coming up. Um, I will ask that you guys keep me in your thoughts next Wednesday um, as I celebrate, not celebrate, as I 
that go through the um, one-year anniversary of my father's death. Um, there's no celebration going on there. Um, but I will say that my dad keeps going, keeps me going every day, um, and I feel him with me, and, and I don't think I would have gotten to where I am without him. So very grateful for that, um, and that I continue to learn from him and his wonderful, positive attitude. Um, so thinking of you guys, and until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.